Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones from 50millimeterframework.com and this is episode 56 of the Photography Q&A podcast. Now you might know or you might not know that I'm taking and posting a photo every day on Instagram during 2022. And I'm getting asked quite a few questions. Last week I was asked how I know what settings to use. So that's this week's question. How do you know what settings to use? My answer was to send them over to episode seven of the podcast, which was called What is the Exposure Triangle? I think it went out on the 6th of June, 2021. In that podcast, you get the full rundown of aperture, shutter speed, and ISO, the three things you need to put together for a a correct exposure. Now, I was going to add them, add that episode within this one, but it was just getting very complicated. So if you need to know about what settings you need to change and why, I strongly advise you to go over to um, listen to that one. So it's episode seven. What is the exposure triangle that was on June the 6th, uh, last year, 2021? All right, so now you know what the ISO, shutter speed, and uh, aperture do. I'm going to talk you through how I go about taking an image, taking a photograph. So the first thing, when I look at anything, it doesn't matter what it is, whether I'm shooting like I am lately with macro or I'm doing a landscape or whatever, it doesn't matter, I think about the light. The main thing is the light. Where's it coming from? How much of it is there? You'll get better with this as you, the longer you shoot. I try to avoid shooting into the sun whenever possible. I like the sun to be, if you, if you hide the sun behind something and you take a picture, sometimes your image will end up looking like a silhouette. So you have to change your settings accordingly for that. I'm not going to get into that today, but try and shoot with the sun over your shoulder if you can, or slightly to one side, a little bit further around. You don't want, you want to, your subject, whatever it is, to not have shadows, heavy shadows, unless that's the look you're going for, then go for it. But anyway, so the first thing I always think about is light. Where is it? Where is it coming from? What effects it going to do? What is it doing to, you know, the shadows at the moment? The next thing I always look at is framing, like, There's a hanging basket on my front porch. I have options. I can either go stand out near the car, take a picture of the hanging basket from a distance, have a lot of the front porch in the image, which really is just more of a a snapshot that people take when they, you know, when they're just wandering around. That isn't something I would do. So you've got to think about your framing. So once you've got the, the direction of the light, how you want it to be lit and you've walked around and you've decided how you're going to frame your image. The next thing you're going to do is deal with the aperture, which controls the depth of field. So you've got to decide how much of the subject you want in focus. So with a flower, you'd probably want about two inches depth of field. If it's a big flower, maybe three inches. So then you set your aperture to get that depth of field. So you might be shooting at f2.8, it might be f4, depends how close you are. So you've got to use photo pills, the app for your phone, which will tell you the depth. The simplest way to do it is to experiment. Just play with the different apertures and see what the depth of field is, you know. It's as simple as that. You don't have to use an app to find out. You just take a picture and find out. So we've got the direction of the light, 
the framing of the image, then I do my aperture. I set my aperture in stone. I don't change it. Next is my shutter speed. What is the minimum shutter speed? What is the slowest shutter speed I can get away with without causing blur in the subject? If you are shooting something stationary, you could probably get away with 160th of a second, 150th. Uh, if If you've got a slight bit of movement, Maybe there's a breeze and there's the the petals of the flower maybe are moving slightly. You might want to go up to 125 or even 200. Maybe you were shooting some kids. They're running around. You'd want to go a little bit faster again. But you've got to figure out what your minimum shutter speed is in any given situation. So let's say for the sake of arguing that you decide on 125, 125th of a second for your shutter speed. So you dial that in. Next, you're going to try and balance, using the ISO, you're going to try and balance the light meter, which you could see in your LCD on the rear, if that's where it shows up, but it will also show up in your viewfinder. You're going to have to start with your ISO at 100. If the light meter shows that the image is underexposed, you're going to turn your ISO up. If it shows it's overexposed, that means you've got too much light. You can't turn your ISO down because you're at your lowest setting. You have to turn your shutter speed up. So you're going to turn your shutter speed. You might have to turn it. Just keep turning it until the light meter gets to the middle. There's no knowing what it is because we don't know the amount of light available in the scene. But you just have to balance that light meter. So if it's underexposed, you turn your ISO up. If it's overexposed, you're going to turn your shutter speed up. It doesn't matter that you're turning your shutter speed up. You set it originally at your minimum. You don't want to go slower than, say, the 125, which we decided we're going to do. And then you take a picture. It's that simple. So first off, you'd look at your light. Second, you look at your framing. Third, set your aperture for the correct depth of field. Four, you do your minimum shutter speed that you can get away with without getting shake. And then the ISO is set at 100 and if it's underexposed you turn it up if it's overexposed you turn your shutter speed up and that, that's all there is to shooting in manual it's very simple now if you were in aperture priority you would look at the light set your frame up set your aperture and in aperture priority it stays where you put it and the camera deals with the rest but you might need to do a minimum of a thousand for your shutter speed if the, camera do, if the camera doesn't set it to that, you're going to have to turn it up. So to make your shutter speed go faster, you have to turn your ISO up. It's the only difference really between manual and uh, aperture priority. Okay, let's think about a landscape. Now, a landscape is different to most other things. You probably want to work with a tripod so you can use longer shutter speeds and get more detail in your image. As far as light goes, you would be shooting early morning for sunrise and sunset in the evening in the middle of the day you want to avoid that the light isn't good for landscapes next we've got your frame you frame your image the way you want it to look next is your aperture with landscapes you want to start i'm thinking around f11 dial your f11 in and shutter speed i would set that last because you want to set your iso as low as possible just set your iso down 100 and then see what shutter speed you need now you might be it'd be early morning you know you might 
need a very slow shutter speed. So that is where a tripod's going to come in. But like, I'm not big on landscapes. I do the odd shot down at the lake and that kind of thing, but nothing, uh, nothing like these guys climbing mountains. Anyway, so with landscapes, you basically your light is your morning. You you need to know where the sun sets, sun sun rises. Start with f11 with your aperture. Keep your ISO as low as possible, and definitely you need a tripod because your shutter speed could be very slow. Next, let's look at some kind of action shot, whether it's kids, animals, uh, vehicles that are going fast. When I'm approaching this kind of shot. The emphasis is on freezing the action. So light. When I'm shooting dog agility, I tend to shoot with the sun behind me over one shoulder. Um, Dogs don't blink, so that's good. Neither do motorcycles or cars. If you shoot with the light behind you, it's basically like you've got a, you're in studio and you've got a big flashlight behind you. It lights everything. The shadows are behind the subject. Framing. If you're shooting kids, get down low. Don't tower above them get down to their level or lower if you can you get a lot of cool pictures doing it that way so there's your framing next you've got your aperture now again aperture you need to know what depth of field you need use photo pills if you don't know but say if you wanted to get um, a dog's head do a portrait of a dog say or the dog's running by or running towards you and you want to get it all in focus you'd probably be looking at f5.6 maybe 6.1 to get the whole dog in, depending on the size of the dog. If it's just a small dog, you can probably get it in with F4. Once you've decided on your aperture, you need your slowest possible shutter speed. When something is moving fast, you need to match it with your shutter speed so that you freeze it. So for instance, a kid running around the yard, you might be able to get away with 125th, 1500 would probably be better. If you want to nail it and make sure, you could always go with 1,000, 2,000. Depends on how bright it is outside. Say you've got kids running around, arms going, and you decide one eight, one eight hundredth of a second is where you want to start. Dial that in. ISO down at 100 or the lowest you can go. Look at your light meter. If it's Again, if it's underexposed, you need to dial up your ISO. Turn that up until you can get that marker to the middle of the light meter. If it's overexposed, then you just turn your shutter speed up. Again, you started off with the minimum speed you could deal with. Going above it doesn't affect the photo at all. As long as you've got that light meter balanced in the middle, everything's going to be good. So that's it. It's just it's just looking at a subject and thinking, what do I need to freeze it and get it all in focus or as, as much of the subject as I need. Learning your aperture depths, knowing that f2.8 at a certain distance will give you six inch depth of field all in focus. You need to get out there and try it. And it doesn't take long. You can do this in an afternoon. It really doesn't. Then with moving objects, understanding that even if you take like, even if you're taking a picture of a flower, if it's breezy, the flower's going to move. So you might have to go to one eight hundredth of a second to freeze it as it's moving. If you use fiftieth of a second, it'll just be blurry. Understanding movement, how fast you need your shutter speed. The higher the number, the faster it will freeze. Apertures your depth of field and ISO can you just move it around if needed to balance your light meter. That's it. Simple. Really is simple, eh? Yeah. So that's it for this week. 
get out there, take lots of pictures. If you didn't understand what I was talking about, you really need to listen to episode seven. What is the exposure triangle? I think, like I said, June the 6th, 2021, that came out. So give it, give it a listen and then come back to this one and you'll understand. But it really is simple. I try to repeat myself as much as possible to try and help you remember. Uh, if you don't understand my accent, you might, you, might, you might need a different podcast. Yeah, it's, it's real simple. And if you've got any questions, go on the Facebook group and ask, and I'm more than willing to answer. All right, so that's it. That's it for this week. I'll be back next week with another episode. So get out there and shoot some pictures. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.